Hey, what's up, podcast people? It's your boy, Benji. Welcome back to the Chainlink Podcast. I'm actually here with my new co-host. Introduce yourself, man. Hey, guys. It's Rain. Um, I host uh, Dueling Through with Rain. Been a video player <laughs> for, I don't know, 18 years. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like this is a podcast for veterans. <laughs> What's that? Veterans trying to get into into duelings. That's right. That's right. Old war, old old war veterans, gone through Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> wars. These cards give us PTSD. Some of them do, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I, I decided, um, and also Rain decided to join the pod, the Duelings podcast. But do check him out on his podcast already, Duelings Radio, and. Check him out on all his socials, man. Plug yourself. Plug yourself. Uh, yeah, it's uh, too old to Yu-Gi-Oh at uh, on Twitter. Uh, too old to Yu-Gi-Oh on uh, at gmail.com is the email. Uh, I have a, uh, a a Discord server. You can jump on there. A lot of shenanigans, and then uh, as well, I'm uh, Rainmaker on Instagram. All right. So today's chain link is going to be we're going to talk about like a quick intro to xe's like a little guide to xe's uh, along with the zexa world leak news and just trying to build a good first box for zexa world talking about the current state of duel links as well as just a brief wrap up because you guys know i have not played well if you guys haven't known i have not played july so i am severely lacking in like knowledge like duel links knowledge well, we'll get you back caught up, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. So let's, you guys know how chains resolve. We do them in reverse. So first we talk about the wrap up and Rain, take over. How 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 has Duelings been since my absence? I know that I missed a, a KC Cup and I know that there's, I think there's a KC Cup going on right now. Yeah, yeah. So there was the uh, the the KC, the KC Cup that um, was basically supposed to be Worlds. Um, that world format's really weird. Uh, you have to build decks with character cards in it. So, um, Agenda to Canada one. Uh, so that was Worlds. Uh, we had uh, 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 both a main box and a mini box come out. Uh, more importantly, the mini box Arena Sanctuary came out, which gave us Valkyries, Trick Stars, and then added uh, support to Karakuris. Triamids, Scraps, Watts, and Arcana Force. So essentially, it just gave us Karma Cut and Karakuris because everything else is super relevant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, Karakuris got a big boost for sure. Yeah, like I, that's been one of the decks that I've always looked at and figured like it's just missing like one or two cards, maybe just two cards to make it actually work and before when people were using the skill i think it was like like level level modulation i believe it was yep um make the level two uh karakuri into a level five karakuri or something like that um or reverse to get out beret i'm like this i'm so rusty on karakuri but i i've been picking games with them before yep. i think twice i know that the deck was good but when the new T, like when the new support got introduced in the TCG and they said that this level five can special summon itself and turn itself into a tuner. And I was like, okay, that makes 
um, in, I think in Spachi, the, the level two, just a one card level seven synchro that summons out a tuner essentially from the deck and make a level eight. Cause they introduced also a level one tuner, I believe, um, like a little frog with Karakuri. And that was a way to cheat out all the way to the new level nine yes. in the TCGs. So, okay, so there's a one card engine at this point, but we didn't get the frog. No. Which I'm kind of okay with. And we didn't get the big thing. <laughs> we didn't get, we didn't get Brebu either. But yeah, we didn't get Barebu. Barebu would have been nuts. I think it, it pops a card on the field whenever uh, uh, change, uh, something changes battle position. Yes, I believe that's what it does. Yeah, it does. That would have been that would have been nuts. That would have <laughs> been actually nuts. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit over. Yeah, Karakuri yeah, monsters already have a pretty big attack value. So um, I think that where we're at right now with Karakuri, I, I think this is the peak of like the deck. But do they? What skills are they running? Um, to because I know that before we started recording, you mentioned that they're on the tier list. Yes. Now, but what skills are they still running? Level mod. Uh, some are running level augmentation uh, to uh, basically boost up to level eight. Um, but for the most part, they're actually running restart just to get that. Combo. Oh, great! Yeah. That's actually not half bad. Like a re restart. Restart, making sure that you got the right hand. Skipping out on the draw doesn't matter when you have cards like Anatomy that can draw you cards. That's that's the whole idea, right? That's why they're running offerings to the Doom, because nothing really matters as far as uh, drawing. They draw like crazy. Yeah, they. I've I've played Karakuri before and like act out by like turn seven. Yeah, <laughs> not yeah. even probably even before then. I forget. I haven't played Karakuri since. They were first introduced into Duel Links when we got the box with uh, Cash Cache and like Beredo and um, Beret and all that stuff. That's when I played Karakuri and I thought it was like bananas. And yeah. I hit King. that month and the month afterwards. And I remember decking out so often. Well, the, the so draw power isn't really. Yeah, they never had an issue with drawing. Um, the The big issue, I think, for a while is they were a little slow. And they could be disrupted quite a bit, but given uh, Karakuri cash in the trap card, that definitely helps as well as um, they've gotten. Uh, that card gives them a negate, right? Yeah. So uh, what cash in does is target one Karakuri monster you control, one effect monster your opponent controls, change the battle position of your monster, and if you do, negate the effects of the opponent's monster till the end of the turn. If you control a Karakuri monster, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one face-up monster on the field, change that monster's battle position. You can only activate one Karakuri catch-in once per turn. Oh, snap. So you can activate both effects at the same time, like in the same turn? Absolutely. So it's just negate a card because you could just turn your Karakuri monster back into attack. Yeah, and and I mean it, it also combos with you know drawing because when they start changing positions, they draw. Yeah. Um, they also got the yeah, equipped like, uh, gamma oil, which helps as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the um, equipped card that yeah. can summon from the graveyard. Yeah, yeah, and then the equipped monster gains uh, five hundred attack and defense which boosts some of the other cards that you really need. Yeah, that makes that makes Beret like what 28? 20 wait. Beret was 24, I believe. 
Uh, Bray's 20, that makes it 20. Bray's 26. So that puts him up to 31. Oh my God. Bray, okay. Bray, it's Bray, been so long since yeah. I played Kirk. <laughs> Bray's 26 and Bray Doe is 28. Yeah, 28. That's that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Gamma Oil. Yeah. Yeah. This deck is, it definitely has its time to shine right now. It definitely needed. Uh, uh, Kuzaiman and Gamma Oil definitely cashing. Cashing is fantastic. But the main thing about this mini box is that it gave us uh, uh, what's it called? Karma Cut. Yeah. And Karma Cut is such a good card. Yeah, and really it, it, I'm I'm happy we finally got it because that selection box has a lot of cards we have we still have not yet to receive. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I I was fortunate enough to get three Karma Cut prior to this. So it really didn't bother me any. Um, I dig in pretty deep when it comes to that stuff. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's one of those things. That selection box had a lot of great cards. And Karma Cut just happened to be, I think, probably the winner out of that selection box, honestly. Yeah, I, th I definitely think it was the winner out of the selection box simply because it was a super rare. So like there was, two, I, I believe there was two copies of it in the selection box, if I'm mistaken. Yeah, please correct me. Yes, there was. Yeah. Yeah, there was two uh, two copies of it in the selection box. So even though the selection box is already pretty limited, you have a higher chance of getting you had a higher chance of getting Karma Cut than you were any of the newly introduced um, ultra rares. And I believe that uh, that selection box also gave us just the alternate art of um, Cyber Dragon. So literally, when I saw that, I was like, I don't really care for the ultra rares in this box. If yeah. they're gonna waste the spot, yeah. they're giving us just ultra art. Yeah, where every other ultra art has been through an event. Or just like given to us freely uh, thinking about um uh elemental human neos yep given to us through events just kc cups yep so it just felt weird that an like someone would have to invest money in an altar art well i mean we've done weirder things in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's very true that's what people are ramping up the price right now for the lost art dark magician girl so yeah we've done very much weirder things in Yu -Gi -Oh. that's, that's right that's that's damn i didn't even think of that the main thing that that i was uh finding funny about this box is that they gave us the the trish fusion yes and i was deck that can run it without it just hurting the deck and crippling it who i like yeah no yeah, we we were uh, on, on my podcast before this all came out we were talking about um what if, if synchro summoning is coming to kind of a head because of the next world coming out, what card can they give us to just, you know, say goodbye to synchros in a good way and let them go out on top? And I said, Trishula, Trishula, Trishula. And sure enough, they <laughs> give us the wrong one. So. The wrong Trish. Yeah. Oh, man, that hurts. That hurts so much. I, I understand your sentiment. I really do think if you want to go, like, close out synchros and a bang you got to give us a banger synchro that we won't so that we won't get disappointed with the like lackluster synchros you can bring out later on we don't need them anymore we have x like insert example here trishula would have been fantastic because while it is very very strong um most synchros like that that we have in doings you, you literally just run one in the extra deck and when it comes out it's usually just to close out a game it's not like you your main goal is to just pummel it out and then go the long haul if it's out it's out yeah 
Well, I also they, they put the voice line for Trishula in the uh, uh, when we unlocked uh, regular Kalen Kessler. He has the oh, voice really? line. He has the voice line for Trishula. So I thought, oh yeah, you know, because what what you know it, it when it comes to Infernities, like one of their big one of the big cards in the TCG that they would summon it, of course, is Trishula. So Trish, I yeah, Trish, Trish, when I give us a Trish, and no, wrong one. Oh well, <laughs> wrong Trish. Of course. Oh no, it's actually my my kid sister whose name is Trishula. Like <laughs> it would be something so like off place, rather than the actual Trish. The actual Trish we need. Oh man, that that really burns. Oh, um, like I was being trolled. But- <laughs> as far as the rest of the box goes I was looking at Valkyries and I was like okay maybe they can work I mean there's a couple cards that can work for them um, their ultimate win condition of just like tr- like dropping your opponent's attack and then banishing everything on their field is cool but just the amount of setup to get that working just makes Valkyries not work in duelings well I think that if, if a um, if an archetype if you look at it and it immediately doesn't have some kind of way for us degenerates to just go off with it, we, we usually just look at it and say it's trash. Uh, Valkyries have a big fan base, so they got that going yeah. for them. Um, I think that their their rarity counts are kind of wacky though, because you know the the yeah, Valkyrie. No, no, the, the super, no one plays the ultra rare. You don't need the ultra rare. I was reading the effect and I'm like, this is not good at no. all. No. Not I good think at there's all. There's a rare that's way better. I think the rare is the one that you can special summon a, a high level Valkyrie from your hand or graveyard. Or yes. special summon a Valkyrie from your graveyard. <laughs> that should have been the ultra rare. That should have been the ultra rare. Yeah, we all we all discussed that as well. But I can see where they want to, if it gets overpowered, they can limit it. So I think that's yeah. that's kind of where they can they can fool around with the the rarities, but yeah, it's, they might as well put uh, anti regeki as an ultra rare in that box because yeah, definitely. Avatar of Greed should have been an ultra rare. <laughs> 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 like at this point, I I can't man. I actually um to those who are listening, me and Rain actually discussed about all the like odd oddball cards that we've been getting in duelings. And I was reflecting on, in the TCG, uh, there's a um, new YouTuber named Farfa who did a video saying, now Griffin, uh, Griffin Wing, the trap, actually is, sees legitimate, can see legitimate play now that Harpy's Feather Duster is off the ban list. And I was thinking, like, like anti-Rageki and White Hole, just so that we can potentially get people in the game. Like, what's the point of adding them? Like, <laughs> What is the point? Yeah, I'm from the other. I'm from the other end of the spectrum. I say, give us all all the crazy broken cards. I want to see. I want to see insanity. I really do. Dude, I, I've been I've been advocating that for forever. Like the reason why when I did YouTube, I did the series called Box Benchwarmers, where like I talked about cards I see no play and what cards from within their own archetype or just support cards in general that they can get to actually see play. And I always mentioned, uh, I always made sure to mention one of the most broken cards that they can get, and then mention, well, Konami doesn't like seeing us like have fun, so they're not gonna have like give us this. So my my first one, I believe, was Amazonist before we got Princess and Queen and stuff. And I said, can I, I, 
think if they really want to see some craziness, give us Amazon's call. But they don't want to see us have fun. No. Like, they don't want to see us have fun and have a search card that can vanish from the graveyard and protect the card and make sure that one of your Amazons can attack all of your opponent's cards without dying. Like, they don't they don't want to see that. Absolutely. They don't want to see that at all. Absolutely. <laughs> I do. I'm crazy, though. So. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm insane. I, I <laughs> half the reason why I got disinterested in, in Duel Links is because there's not that level of like crazy with every deck. If you want that level of crazy, you better have invested in it for super long. And I don't have the attention span with cards. It's like I've, I just, I, when I talk about wanting these crazy archetypes, I, I'd rather them give us all of it so that we can go in and actually build decks. Um, you know, that's that's something that I always, I loved about this game. It's a deck builder's game. And then with all the archetypes and limiting, don't limit us. Let, let you know, let the degenerates get out there and see what they can do. We always do. We always do. Like my form of limiting that I really, really like and I always advocate for um, is the fact, like I like when people abuse a card so that everyone sees how broken it is and then it gets adjusted rather than oh it's limited so that you can buy more cards no i was just having fun with this like the the limits like the removal of thunder dragon from the tier list and and the lights weren't engine in general from being splashable like dude that was a great those are a set of great cards Absolutely. i just want to put them in anything like let me deck build that's right i say the same thing All right. Yeah, so that was, um, that was yeah, Arena Sanctuary. <laughs> what happened? I said that was Arena Sanctuary. That was kind of the the box, the important stuff out of the box, really. Um, you know, uh, I, on a personal note, I've been playing a lot of Trimids lately because Sphinx really improved that deck. So. Oh, word! Uh, how what does Sphinx Sphinx do? I believe it's like your opponent can't attack any Trimid except Sphinx itself. Yeah, and Sphinx special summons itself to the field when one of your Trimid card when one of your Trimids are destroyed. So by battle or card effect. So it and then it, it gains five hundred extra attack for every field spell in your graveyard. Oh wow! Okay, that's so, actually really good with a boss monster. So they're general. He's generally between thirty-five and four k. Um, so it, yeah, it, it just pushes Trimids over the kind of over the edge yeah. and, and your opponent is forced to, forced to attack it down um does the attack boost from i believe it's dancer shuffles back to boost an attack does that go on to um sphinx as well yes it does oh that's so good because yeah. then because i was thinking like that limits her effect with like shuffling back a field spell because then he would lose attack because the field spell is gone, but he gains the attack from her effect. So, and your opponent is forced to ram into it. So, oh, that's that's so good. Yeah, it, it does definitely help that deck quite a bit. Yeah, we had uh, we had a special um, a team event uh, about um, the beginning of September called Duel Links Media 2. And uh, my team actually won because of Trimids. So that's awesome. That is really cool. I actually, I actually might pick up Trimids then if I if I picked up a Sphinx. Um, I'll go see if I could build something. Cause now I really want to get back into Duel Links. I've been playing Rune Terra, like Legends of Rune Terra, yep. 
heavily. Like I was literally playing right before we got into the call for this podcast episode. So like I've been playing it super heavy because the same issues that we have or like we want to play a deck builders game. They just got patches and, and an expansion that I've built like eight decks. And the, the game is so free to play that like I've built the decks and I've been just spamming the ladder and I'm already in platinum and I've only played for like a month. And it, it's so much fun. Okay. No, it's it's good that sometimes, like I said, when you were feeling burned out, you know, go and try a different game for a bit. I did the same thing. I was burned out. Um, well, it wasn't so much burned out. I was just burned. They destroyed Dark Lords. They destroyed Dark Lords. And I think just them doing what they did to iShell, I literally put down Duel Links for about a month. I changed my whole <laughs> podcast to a different theme because I was so burned by that. That's how bad it was. That hurt. I switched my podcast from being a Duel Links podcast, and I was following an entirely different game for about a month. But then that game went. <laughs> yeah, I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> I was about to just be like, "Yo, we're just talking about card games in general now. Let's 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 put Duel Links in the back burner. Like, <laughs> let's talk about how good Tarek Lee sent is. Yeah. The problem, <laughs> the problem with that is when you look at it, I'm like, okay, I invested this much time and effort in this game. I've invested years in the physical game. I might as well go back, and that's what happened. I, I got pulled back in and guys who were my my fans are like come on we want to hear duel links we <laughs> we don't want to hear <laughs> anything about vanguard so yeah i switched back but that's what i played was vanguard for a while which i hated the vanguard right. mcg but uh yeah the the digital game was fun but uh yeah i, I went back to duel links and haven't looked back sometimes you need a yeah, the thing that brought me back to doing this is the reason why we were doing this podcast today is that Zexel World is finally coming out. Oh man, just the 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 I had to wait a whole year. I did a whole podcast on Zexel World last year around the same time. <laughs> I did a whole podcast episode, and now we're finally getting it. So I can actually be super hyped. So how are you feeling about that, Rain? Zaxel, so Xe summoning in general was my favorite time in uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, in the TCG, I played my most competitive time when Xe's came out, uh, just at the dawn of Xe's. Uh, I played, I would say, my most competitive. It was 2011 to 2015 to 20, 2016. That was when I was going in tournaments, going to regionals going to YCS's becoming a judge judging um regionals like that's that's when I was most active so I love this that's that's awesome for me uh this is around the time where my outwardness of being a Yu-Gi-Oh fan started to like fall in I was going off to college so I didn't really play too much because oh you're the Yu-Gi-Oh nerd but I watched the anime heavily uh, I, I stayed up to date with the XE summoning. I just never actually bought physical cards around this time. Okay. And then like up to recently, I believe I started buying, came back into buying cards around like 2017, 2018. And like looking back at the XE's archetypes that I've missed on and like, okay, I want to get this card. I'm gonna build this deck. 
because I actually want to play it. Um, I believe for a couple of months when I first moved out of my mom's, um, I was all over Dueling Book just trying to play like the old um, XZ's decks, trying to update them, update them so I can just cash in on the nostalgia I feel on the, feel for the, the the summoning mechanic that I haven't actually played at all. So I'm kind of new to it all, okay. but like not really. <laughs> I I think that. Xyz summoning is the perfect special summoning mechanic from the extra deck. Uh, I think it's something that Konami worked to get to. If you look back at the history of, say, like uh, Contact Fusion, we're getting rid of having to use a ritual spell or, a, you know, a, a fusion spell. Um, Synchros yeah. was kind of the next build on that, but it's like, hey, what if we had two of the exact leveled monsters and they they become the ability to trigger whatever effect you know it's the perfect mechanic yeah. i feel like konami looked at um the mechanics that they've done in the past and found a way like how do we quote unquote because this is definitely not what ended up happening quote unquote limit the strong abuse of effects in a way that's still innovative enough and the fact that the effects you have to uh, detach to activate an XCS monster most of the time to yeah. detach to activate an XCS monster's effect meaning that at times your XCS monster will not have material to activate its effect thus limiting the amount of times you can activate some pretty strong effects is a smart smart move by Konami absolutely it was it was just like looking at the era of uh, synchro monsters just popping off like crazy looking at some fusions being pretty pretty strong and having no restriction to the amount of times that the effects can be used XC's monsters were like the next step in the right direction now of course there's archetypes that just abuse the hell out of this uh, looking at you Zodiacs but um, <laughs> yeah it was that step towards where they needed to go and I, I really do um, agree with you I, I believe XC summoning is fantastic summoning uh, mechanic links are just like a close second to me <laughs> i i um being like my my favorite archetype is uh is ghost tricks so i wish links could be flipped face down so they actually were a real mechanic i feel like that is the bane of my ghost trick existence is link summons <laughs> I actually I did a, a episode with Token Black. He's a, a Yu-Gi-Oh. He raps. He has his own Yu-Gi-Oh channel and everything like that. He has a whole Discord just to how to like dedicated to how to update Ghost Tricks. And we I spoke to him about Ghost Tricks and Link and the introduction of Link Monsters. He's like, Yo, don't 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 talk to me about Link Monsters when it comes to Ghost Tricks. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we we. Uh... If, if we don't have one specific card, basically Neil Sealing, uh, Link Summon monsters are basically uh, impossible to get rid of, so. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's give the listeners uh, a brief rundown of like, what is XC Summoning and what cards do we already have in Duel Links that can actually see some investment for this new coming uh, summoning mechanic. Okay, so. People who play Duel Links, people who play Yu-Gi-Oh. If you have two or three or four or five or six, however many monsters on the field in Duel Links, of course, it's three. Most is three. And they have the same level. You can turn that into a 
powerful extra deck monster by what's called overlaying. So you're taking those two cards and you're putting them in one spot and you're dropping a extra deck monster on top of them. And their effect generally are activated by detaching one of those materials and sending it to the graveyard. Yeah. Uh, One thing I really like, and you have to know about XC's monsters, is that I've said before with Synchros, there's not uh, a lot of... Not uh, when synchros came out, there was not a lot of reason to go into synchros because you're released, you're removing two of your own monsters to substitute it with one monster. However, with exceeds summoning, you're getting a monster that's worth the two monsters that are under it most of the time. Yeah. So I do, I do think that that's something you have to consider when you look at the detaching um, for the effects. The effects kind of really like you're like, okay, I'm totally fine getting rid of these two cards to get this powerful effect. It's it's definitely um, great that way. Um, and it's it's a mechanic that just works. Think of all the decks that we have currently that can, you know, spam multiple monsters on the board of the same level. Yeah. So um, the, the summoning, requ- uh, summoning requirements are usually just the same level. Some cards require specific uh, types. So, like, some cards would be, like, two level four beast warriors or three level three water-type monsters. So, there's a lot of cards we already have in Duel Links that can get you cards of, the of like, varying levels, special summon onto the field to improve past decks. Um, I was looking through the card catalog, and a couple of them that popped in my head is, like, Gillosaurus is a level three earth uh, dinosaur. I believe it's a dinosaur. That can just easily be special summoned with no other the restrictions that your opponent gets to special summon something from the graveyard but if you do it on turn one they have nothing in their graveyard oh. and it's a free level three body on the field that's right um level three spam will be a, a perfect thing for this um because there's right now we have level three uh, to go into level six synchro plays and instead of going into the synchro play you could actually use that same engine into uh, rank three. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring up Gilosaurus first, because like there's already a deck that utilizes the same mindset of putting the same levels on the field in the level the level six uh, synchro engine decks that exist. Those level six synchro engines, if you've already invested in like the psychic wielder psychic trackers and all of those level threes that that can easily turn into a rank three turbo deck like easily definitely so um gillosaurus is great another card that i was looking at um something like zombie master yeah. um this card could summon a zombie from the grave and it's a level four itself summoning a level four zombie easily can get you out to a level four a rank four um xc's monster as well um other cards that do that is like dinotherium i believe dinotherium was used alongside uh hazy yeah back when hazy hazy flame was a good deck <laughs> as a tribute yeah. but like now being a free level four body on the field is so good because if you don't if you've never played xc's monster before we're about to hit you with the rank four toolbox was like in the extra deck yes it had the most removal it had the most counters it was the most consistent um it's yeah rank four is literally where it's at 
if you if you want an example just playing playing duel links and just having that like what is the, like the rank four toolbox the rank four to, four toolbox is the like rank seven toolbox like synchro toolbox in duel links where you have access to um you have access to removal and uh black rose dragon you have access to What's it? Uh, Fortune Lady Every and stuff like those decks that just ran ways to get to level seven synchros just to blow out decks with level seven synchros. Thinking, um, I'm thinking along the lines of Thunder Kings, not Thunder Kings, uh, Thunder Dragons, where they their yep. whole extra deck was level sevens just to blow out and just be good. And that was a tiered deck that is ranked, that is the rank four nutshell. You have cards like Castell that just spin cards back. Um, wow, I'm like blanking on the rank fours are just great. Diamond Direwolf to pop a card on the field. Exiton Knight. Shoot. Uh, yeah, Exiton Knight. Uh, wow, I am severely blanking. Um, Tornado Dragon, Abyss Dweller. Abyss Dweller would be nuts. Um, Bagusta. Silent Honor Arc. There we go. That's the name that was in my head that I knew of, but I completely forgot and was blanking on. These cards, I don't know. How do you think Konami would approach giving us the, like any of these cards? Well, it, it all depends on uh, situation as far as what other uh, Xyz monsters that are powerful come out with it, right? Um, for every for every Exiton Knight, which is like, I mean, Exiton Knight was banned because it's so powerful. Uh, you're gonna have something yeah. that's like a Gem Knight Pearl that can't. They can't compete against it but <laughs> you're gonna get a gaga ga ga giggle the risen yeah. oh my god yeah. very much a lot of useless there's a lot of useless level fours there's a lot of useless disease monsters as well they have to mix them in but i think if they give us enough to counteract that to counterbalance it everything's about balance right so yeah when it comes to cards like like say silent honor arc that is a, such a powerful card it has to come to Duel Links because it is an ace card for a specific uh, character in the show. A specific actual like like uh, plot relevant character. Absolutely. But then again, I can't add plot, plot relevant because they gave us what um, Esperoba as a character. So, uh. yeah, like, no, he's like he is the he becomes the main villain of the show for a good amount of the show a good long time yes and that like they have to give it to us yeah they, i'm really expecting that if they do give us these really good toolbox cards they might do what i've already seen we're going to discuss in like a little bit with uh they might revamp they might give us characters and like change what deck they played just so that they can give us these good cards as their level up uh their level of rewards that's my like that's what i'm thinking kind of like what they did with thunder dragon yeah yeah so when when i did a podcast episode on dsod i said that i was very happy that they gave mokuba a relevant deck that is new and updated i kind of wish that they put like a bit of a spin on his story like oh in order to be like my brother i have to beat my brother so i picked up a new deck that's not really dragon but it's kind of dragon so it resembles kaiba but not really yeah. kind of vibe like i wish they did that and have him go into thunder dragon because it would make sense but i already seen through the leaks that like some characters are playing teller knights and stuff like that and I, i'm like i'm that's great 
that means that we can get cards like Pleiades and and so on as level up cards and be actually decent. Well, we're not getting Pleiades, but um, <laughs> but getting actually decent <laughs> cards kind of like confirmed through like the changing of a character's archetype. Yes. Um, the other thing you have to remember too, cards that are broken in the TCG and OCG may not be as good as you would expect in Duel Links because we have three three zones, we have skills, we have smaller deck sizes. So that's the other thing to think of. Yeah, that's actually, um, uh, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I'm pretty sure I didn't bring this in uh, into the podcast, but the TCG and Duel Links cannot be seen. They're, they they got to be seen as like cousins, not like they're the same kind of format because they're not. The TCG is more focused on ramping out like heavy negation and building a, like established board where Duel Links, they have decks that do that or center it around the and which is the reason why traps are so effective in Duel Links and uh, more effective than they are in the TCG because the when you have a, a whole format centered around the battle phase so heavily, you need uh, to adjust your game plan as far as building a deck and beating opponents. Absolutely. Whereas in the TCG, you can put on you can put in a whole bunch of like garnets and not really care because your whole deck is main goal is to summon out a big unbreakable board. And if your opponent can't handle it, beat them next turn with the the, the monsters you put on the field. We can't do that. So the monsters we put on the field all have to be some type of relevant in terms of effect and damage output. Absolutely. And we also have very limited deck size, even in the extra deck. And that's that's, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. You know, what tool you want to bring to go fix it because your toolbox is very small. Yes. Very, very small. Um. So... In terms of the leak news, I think we can cover we can cover that. I've mentioned Teller Knights. I think that's Tori's new deck. Yeah, yeah, Tori Meadows. She the leaked the three leaked cards. I mean, they they leaked their whole pool drops, but all the other cards we have. But each one of them yeah. has three specific cards that are for them, and she has a Teller Knight um, trap, Stellar Nova Wave. Which, once per turn during your main phase or your opponent's battle phase, you can special summon one Teller Knight monster from your hand. That's actually not bad as a trap. Uh, like, it's not it's not the, the best thing in the world, but given what Teller Knights do and how they can easily ramp out into being a very, very strong deck, it's a very good turn one trap, and then at the end of your opponent's turn, just slap on a Teller Knight onto the field and summon another yeah. one on your turn. What makes it great is it's a continuous trap, right? So with it being a continuous trap, it stays on the board, and you can just continually use it, right? That's the good part about it. So once per turn, yeah, you can special summon that Teller Knight monster from your hand. So... You know, you activate that effect during your turn, which allows you to special summon, and then you can normal summon another one, which goes into a rank four. Or if you have other cards and like some of the knights do special summon, so you potentially have three level fours on the board, which can make, you know, you can make 
uh, various amounts of different uh, monsters that they have to their disposal. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's a really good card. And I'm just trying to think of what Teller Knights could be her level up cards. Yeah. I'm thinking that that's where they would introduce all the, the, the XEs um, would be in her extra deck. I mean, in her level up. I don't think they're going to give us any good one when you unlock the character. I don't think there's going to be a good one. Like, there's, um, she has, like, cheer. And uh, so in the show, she she ran fairy, light fairies that were all sports. So we have those. Like, Cupid Dunk. Yeah. Cupid Dunk, Dunk Cupid Volley. Yeah, those, those are all cards she uses. And her ace is, uh, well, essentially, she has two aces. Um, Fairy Cheer Girl is her rank four Xyz monster, which is um, it's two level four fairies, and it's nineteen hundred attack, fifteen hundred defense. You can detach an Xyz material from this card to draw one card. You can only activate that once, so it's a draw card. But um, you know, as we get along in 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 Duel Links, um, and they they bring out Chaos Xyz, there is a Chaos fairy cheer girl which does other things as well but i won't really get into that till it comes because we don't know if we're getting that or not. yeah um i uh um with god god got magician is his ultra rare drop and i was a, a bit disappointed yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't lie I, I i saw that happening but i was a bit disappointed we all knew it was like, happening where's my yeah, we all knew YouTube. Utopia is going to be in the box. We all knew that. <laughs> after, well, after what they did with Stardust Dragon, we knew that was what's going to happen. But he's probably going to have some kind of skill to add him to the deck. So That's true. At least with, when it comes to uh, XE's monster skills, it would probably just take up an extra deck slot. Hopefully, they don't add any cards to our main deck to make it inconsistent. But knowing Konami, like we know Konami, they're probably just going to toss in like uh what's a gaga card that they could just toss into the deck oh, well, they've got gaga samurai or uh yeah gaga samurai is an xyz monster they have gaga cowboy cowboy for game shout out yeah yeah i, I wanted yeah i wanted <laughs> cowboy for game <laughs> they could probably just toss like gaga uh gaga sister or gaga child into the, the main deck and yeah. then uh, <laughs> and then add Gaga Cowboy Utopia in the extra deck as a skill, but it's kind of disappointing. But it was expected. I mean, this is these are just gate drops, so this doesn't show the box it'll come out, and this definitely doesn't show the structure or starter deck that they will release with a new world because they always do. They always do, and it. Really I, I, what do you? What do you? What are you hoping for as a structure then? Oh, so we know it's going to be something relevant to the main protagonist of the show. It's going to be a Yuma deck because they've done that mm -hmm. with every single one. But every single one is a yeah. Is it going to have like? So Tem Tempo is in his drop rewards, right? So is it going to be a structure deck around the percussion, like the Dijins that are the music guys? Or will it be more like, is that where we're going to get Cowboy? Or are they going to go for the Gusto and actually give us Utopia in the structure deck? You know what? 
that's not half bad. They did give us a, a structured deck that had uh, junk, junk, no, not junk warrior. Yeah, yeah. Is it junk warrior? Junk, yeah, junk warrior. Junk warrior. Structure deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might give us Utopia in the structure deck. That's not half bad. No, it forces people to pay for it, but you do get it, and hopefully a couple other actually good cards alongside it. That's that's my hope. You know, maybe they'll give us uh, Utopia. And maybe they'll throw like a Zaxxel weapon in there. Yeah. They could do something. I was thinking you usually that. get at least three new cards, right? So, yeah. I was thinking that if they gave us a structure deck, like an EX structure deck, that it would be a Gaga structure deck because it's, it's the, the archetype itself, the onomatopoeia cards themselves are, um, you like classic Yuma, but also they teach XE summoning through their effects so easily that it would be such a good introduction to exceed summoning through a structure deck. Definitely. Like, if you control a card, special summon this card. If you control a card, special summon this card. Yeah. Special summon this card. If you control no cards, that literally, like, is exceed summoning to a T. Yeah. So I think that that would be a good a good introduction. If you don't know exceed summoning, here's this structure deck. Play around with it. You'll learn You'll learn exceed summoning, and these cards will help you. Yeah. Like, um, some of the big monsters that he had, or as far as consistent monsters he used on the show, something like a Kage to Kage, or like a Goblin yes. Bird. I was thinking Kage to Kage. I, oh, the minute we got um, Mass Chameleon, I was like, "Oh, oh. please tell me we're getting Kage to Kage in the future." Absolutely. I I love the three, the three reptiles. You know, Kage to Kage, Mass Chameleon, and throw in there Gentle Mander, and you've got your oh yes, man. the three reptiles that you can use for something like a uh, like like a King of Feral Imps. Which is a great Z yes, to go. Yep. Mm -hmm. So Z's monster is twenty three hundred attack. Uh, its effect: it searches for a reptile from your deck. It's great in worms. It's great in just a, a toolbox to be able to do that. Kagi Kagi's dark. Gentle Mander's light. You've got dark and light there for chaos plays. Be easy, easy little deck for dual links. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be nice and neat right there, packaged as a structure. That'd be fantastic. That would be actually fantastic. Um, but going into building, you, you, we know every new world comes with a new box, and usually the boxes haven't been that good. But DSOD World gave us a box that you constantly want to go back to. It had uh, Alistair the Invoker in it. It had Thunder Dragons that were relevant for so long. It had so many good cards in that first box that I want them to continue that in um, Sex World. Now, I know is probably going to be the, the first box from from uh, 5Ds where it just gave us, what, Gen X cards? Yeah. And Torbjörn was going to suck it for 5Ds. <laughs> awful. But I, I, I want to be an idealist and think of what good cards can be in that first box. So, of course, there's going to be cards relevant to Yuma, which is why... I thought that the structure deck could be the Gagagas, and the first box could be the Dododo cards, like Dododo Dwarf, Google uh, Glove, yep. and cards like that, because they work with the main um, protagonist. They're new. They're cards that promote XC summoning through their effects, and they are just in good, in my opinion, good introduction cards. They're they're still gonna see relevant play in the future. As long as we get really good level four cards and level a, a good uh, toolbox, absolutely. Um, with his, you know, on, on a Manapia, you've got the Go Go's, 
you've got the dododos, you've got the gagagas, you've got the achiches. So any of those really could be brought. Uh, any archetypes that you think that you'd like to see in the first world box? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we didn't get too much into the event drops, but on the other side, we had uh, windups. And uh, yes, they like to repeat um, cards that are in pass boxes as filler. And we have uh, quite a few windups now. So they can easily throw in, you know, they don't have to go crazy and give us like Zen Mady and, and, and uh, Zen Mains, but they can give us like Zen Mayo. They could give us um, uh, the other uh, the other windup, the, the rank four. There's quite a few other windups they could give us that would be not as powerful yet could easily be played in Duel Links. Yeah, yeah. Um, on the same vein as you saying that they like to give us cards that were previously filler, um, we got Noble Knights and then we got like another box that gave us the Noble Knight Brothers and Gwenifar and stuff like that. And but Noble Knights are not complete at all without their extra deck at like at all at all so i think like for people who've already invested in nova knights two times now as they've gotten two boxes that have made them somewhat relevant for like two weeks and then everyone forgot about them again i think this would be the good box to give us sacred king artorgus and artorgus and maybe even Custinin and the newer cards that were released into the tcg i believe like two years ago yeah i think that they're strong i think that they're really good but not overly busted like everyone will play it and then realize that like oh you still have to run a bunch of equipped spells in the deck yeah so you may brick like crazy and without cards like uh reinforcement of the army there's you know you, you can't just add what you want so um that that would work really well uh they generally throw in a card that's not been released in any other box as well uh, other than the um the selection box and we're missing one main component to from the selection box still. And that uh, would, I think I know what you're doing. That would be Elemental Hero Stratos. Yes, so, there we go. I was just about to say that. It would be very, very iconic if they, in a new whole new world, finally give us Stratos. <laughs> and if they give us Stratos, it would make sense to go into some different warrior Xyz monsters and probably the best elemental hero deck during Xyz was with heroics oh wow and we do have heroic challengers so we could see a heroic champion Excalibur come to Duel Links that's true yeah, that can work. I'm, I'm looking it up yeah. right now. <laughs> you think they'll ever give us Rongo? Uh, <laughs> not, not if they're giving us the Telenites already. That that would be crazy. That's the deck that used him and abused him. That's why he's banned is because of Telenites. <laughs> Telenites and also because of um uh, Sam, uh, Six Sam. Yeah, yeah. It 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 literally is the reason why he was he was banned is because Teller the Teller Knight. Rondo, just you could you could get out multiple copies of that guy. It was crazy. That deck was nuts. 
<laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, I'm happy that they gave her Teller Knights, but what degeneracy are we preparing for? Like, please let me let me get prepared for the right level of degeneracy. Because <laughs> if you think that uh, something like, say, uh, um, uh, what would be like a Constellar would have been more fair to be out because we have so many Constellar cards and we don't have any other Xyz. Don't have it yet. Like Satellar Knight is Constellar, like to to the tenth degree. Just the whole step up. Yeah. Well, they 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 come from that. You know, everything's ramping. So for them to say, well, we're going to give you like the perfect version of this set, like that's, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I think I think uh. Speaking about cards that we have that just don't do a damn thing, we have artifacts, and artifacts is an XC's archetype. But Absolutely. I don't see us getting Durandal at all. <laughs> no, no, um, or or sanctuary for that matter. For that matter, yeah, <laughs> I don't see us getting Scythe, Sanctuary, no. Durandal. I don't like. What we have right now is about to be all we can deal with when it comes to artifacts. Artifacts, and I mean, the ability to have three level fives on the board in a turn. Um, yeah. Not only you have to worry about Durando, but other Xyz monsters that go with that set, you know. Um, it, it, yeah, rank five is, is pretty dangerous as well because it's not commonly gone into. So I definitely would hold off on that for a while. Get people used to Xe summoning, and then you can get the wacky numbers out. And let's just hope they don't look at seven. Yeah. Oh my dude. Oh my god. If we get sevens, like, cause all right. So to everyone who's listening, who's probably like lost as hell <laughs> with all the Xe's monsters we're talking about. Trust me. Just go on Google, type in the names, listen slowly to the podcast episode, and just go on Google and type in the names that we're mentioning. This is what we are like seeing. This is what we've experienced in the XC's era of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! And seeing that era come into Duel Links, we're trying to prepare correctly. Um, I did a lot of test hands with Harpies. As you guys know from Duel Links, Duel Links Harpies has such a weird history in Duel Links being one of the first crazy decks in Duel Links when it first came out simply because Harpy's Hunting Ground was unmatched and it changed how the back row meta had to adjust to itself. Like people stop playing back row cards that cannot be immediately react to just because a single Harpy on the field can just pop it. That's why it, it changed no, from a trap based game initially. It changed from traps to, um, to quick play spells because of Harpies. Yeah, because of Har Harpies changed the game of duelings from the jump. And I think that that was fantastic. But people forget that Harpies can just churn out level fours like nobody's business. But simply with cards like Elegant Egotist, doesn't have to summon the sisters all the time. It can just summon a Harpy Lady from the deck, which means any Harpies can just start spamming out Harpies. And Elegant Egotist is not hard once per turn. It just, you you just have to summon out a harpy lady like that's, that's not hard with the, with the field spells just popping back row at the same time that's not hard and uh, one harpy card that i was doing my test hands with is if we get harpy channel oh. which affects read if it, if there's a dragon on the field it changes itself to level seven so if you summon harpy's pet dragon and then 
her. She's two. That's two level sevens to go into. I'm like, oh, Harpy is about to have <clears throat> the time to shine again. Yeah. Well, they if we get they they bust out, they bust out. You know that they, they designed that for uh, Harpy's pet Phantasm Dragon, which is an Xyz monster. Yeah. But nobody played that. What they went into consistently were these very these two Xyz monsters that will, in my opinion, hopefully never reach Duel Links. Dracosac? One of them is... <laughs> yes, Phantom Beast Dracosac. And the other one is <laughs> even more powerful. And that is Big Eye. Big Eye, yep. <laughs> when they come to Duel Links, it's... Honestly, the, it's, the power creep is completely insane. Big Eye is probably the, I would say, the, in the top five most insane, unfair card advantage getters in, in all of Yu-Gi-Oh. There's Xyz monsters that are more powerful. One of them is in the rank four toolbox. But that one is nuts. I was about to mention that they're they're in terms of sheer like access, yeah. There are Xyz monsters that are much stronger than Big Eye, but Big Eye itself, when you're staring at a Big Eye from the other side of the damn field, will end you. Like not end the game, it will end you. It is damn strong. That's right. It it, <laughs> it takes that monster and attacks you with both. That's that's Big Eye. It's a game ender. It's it's a OTK every time and think of how easy it is in the most linear deck to get two level sevens out which is which is dark magician yeah it dark is, magician easily with um magician's navigation literally gives you two level sevens on the field for free like you would you would you would change the way the play is it you wouldn't be banishing the, your opponent's monsters you would be banishing their back row Going into big taking their and stealing their monster game right there. That's you think of how consistent that dark magician play is, and you can see it happening to yourself. Like it's such a simple play that they do every single game. And yeah, they can't they can't give us great level rank sevens because of that that deck. Yep. Just, just straight up, just because Dark Magician is a thing, I think level rank sevens are just going to be very hard, few and hard, like few and far in between, or they're going to hit Dark Magician. This is a hot take for twenty for the fall twenty twenty one. They're going to uh, twenty twenty. Sorry, that they're going to hit Dark Magician for the sole purpose of giving us rank sevens down the line. Yeah, if they do, that would be why. That would definitely be why. As far as uh, so going back to building a really good first box, good first box archetypes that you would like to see archetypes that you can use when when they come out and also use further down the line as we get new sets that can support these archetypes. What are some that you think? Well, like I said, uh, um, heroic champions coming uh, would definitely help. Uh, we had heroic challengers for for the champions. And Excalibur is a great card. Um, Heroic Champion Excalibur is a rank four, uh, 2000 attack, and um, you detach a material to double his attack. So, yeah, it's a great card. 
Um, we have a lot of ninja support and there are the ninjas that are Xyz plays as well. Um, having a the, uh, the, the, the ninja Xyz that double attacks 2200, uh, especially if you're bringing if you're bringing Stratos, because that was part of a, a deck called Bubble Beat in the TCG. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> wow, I forgot all about Bubble yeah. Beat. Yeah, so uh, I believe it's, was it Blade Armor Ninja? I believe that. It was, yeah, it was Blade Armor Ninja. So Blade Armor Ninja um, would be a great add. Um, I mean, just any of the heroics, uh, you know, they've got um, the other lesser known ones um uh gundiva is really good at negates um it's just an easy play uh, and then adding extra sword allows for your Xyz monsters to gain a thousand attacks so yeah i think heroics is probably a good choice because like i said i always look at a box to see what also is in there uh in the past so that would be probably you know i, I my guess would be like i said windups and heroics would be a good a good guess because um, I don't think that they're going to give us right off the hop any uh, I I would I wouldn't think they would give us any of the evil tile or evil source. Nah, I don't think so either. I feel like they'll give us time to like wet our wet our toes and in, in a, a new box and then give us some like strong powerful stuff. Maybe six, six like four, five, six boxes down the line yeah. once we've gotten used to the, the summoning mechanic. So for me. Um, I wanted to say or something else, but I'm not even going to mention it. I think Super Quants could be really good as a first archetype, simply because Alistair has popped his head up so many damn times yep. that like Super Quants being a good machine deck and also having so many different attributes that you can splash in, you just put in one Alistair or maybe two Alistairs and one Invocation to go into... The reason why I say this is because your extra deck is already going to be tight. Yeah. So people are going to try out just the super quants themselves. And then further down the line, as the meta adjusts, oh, maybe I, I need, um, I can play uh, super quants and go for um, uh, the fire one, uh, Purgatorio, Purgatorio for game. And just drop one super quant to put in one Purgatorio. Uh, uh, Purgatorio or something like that, or then drop one Supercon from the extra deck to put in um, uh, Coxitis and stuff like that. I feel like that's a deck that can constantly mutate um, as the months go by, and I, from its introduction, it's a reason to go back into that um, first box in the same vein to just keep getting it, to keep making sure. Like, because I feel like it's a deck that can be very, very, very good because like the extra deck monsters, I believe, like. Destroy a spell, a trap. Destroy yep. it down. Um, like turn flip cards face down. Destroy a monster. Negate effects. These are effects that are always going to be good, no matter what deck it's in. So as I, long as you can get the cards to do to use them, I'm pretty sure super quants can stay relevant for more than a month. And who doesn't love Power Rangers? Of course. <laughs> who doesn't love a, a whole archetype based on Power Rangers? Like, come on, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's a, a, a good choice. Um, if they want this box to be something like, because, you know, we have so many different boxes to look at at different times. If they want it to be the next, you know, great box, like the first one of DSOD was, because that honestly, I, I think that's probably the best box to invest in if you're a new player. Yeah. 
if you're a new player, that's the best box to invest in because none, in, like even though they've hit things around the cards that are in that box, that box is still very much relevant yeah. from a, for a new player because of like all the cards that are in there. Yeah, you've got Alistair, you've got the Magician Girls, uh, you've got um, Necro Valley in there, you've got all yeah. of the Gravekeeper stuff. Like it, it was a great, great start to DSOD. So. Mm-hmm. It's a really strong start that even if they got new boxes and you felt like skipping those box those gems you got were good investment into an old box to get like a fully fully completed set of cards that you're going to need further down the line like it's been a whole year and Alistair is still relevant absolutely and I hope it stays that way I hope they don't go in and limit him because being a UR both cards are URs don't don't yep. touch the URs that are in a box. People paid their money. Let's, you know, let's be honest. Not a lot of people are gem farming for the, that. It takes too long. They are paying their money for yep. those cards. Respect that. I've mentioned, Don't ban it for no reason. I've mentioned this before, and I, I, um, I slightly agree with you only because I've mentioned this before. I don't mind if they hit an ultra rare if it's a super problematic card. However, Alistair, Alistair himself is not super problematic. It's been one, the skills that were around him to get him to the hand, uh, those needed to be addressed like crazy. Two, the extra deck monsters that he goes into are super problematic, or were super problematic, but they've been handled. But also going into the future, those extra deck monsters are going to come have to compete with other extra deck monsters in the form of Xyz monsters. So they kind of sort themselves out. Don't hit Alistair just because you want him not in a deck. Hit him if he's super problematic. Absolutely. I don't care that everyone's running him. If everyone has to run some type of archetype that has to be somewhat decent to slap him in there. Let people play their cards, but don't hit him for no damn reason other than everyone's running. That's right. Because if you power creep the the whole set it won't be run anyways exactly now do you have invoked do you have the invoked play set i have two alistair i have three invocation okay that box is not nice to me. yeah uh so i have i have play sets of both i have all the extra deck monsters and what deck do i play not invoked <laughs> why is that because I get bored. We get bored. Exactly. We'll play other decks, especially when we see the same decks playing over and over again. You know, that's that's how we are in Yu-Gi-Oh. We get bored of stuff and we don't look at it. So if something shiny and new comes out, we're going to play that instead. So people who complain about Invoked, don't worry. There's ways around it. Play Necro Valley. Yep. <laughs> you know? Alistair yeah. with... Um with hit Alistair with what's this thing called with karma cut so they can't even fusion into him yeah yeah like that's there are ways around it there are many ways around it um I, I shouldn't say that I do play uh, invoked in, in my dinosaur deck but other than that yeah it's fine that's how it should be played I feel like Alistair itself is not an archetype I feel like if you get an archetype and you start noticing oh I got a couple of a couple of different elements in this a couple different attributes in this let me go throw in my Alistair in there and you should be okay to do so that's right and I'm just saying give us more dinosaurs that's all I'm saying miscellaneous is great I just want more dinosaurs 
I, all I'm saying is dinosaurs were super relevant in the first couple, couple of months of duelings, and then they just faded like nobody's business. And they've been fighting to be relevant ever since. The two are shining and then they go away. What's stopping you guys at Konami? Raptor. I mean, come on. In the greater scheme of things, Sam from Team Sam won worlds or our worlds that we had to watch with dinosaurs. There's a reason for that. It's a good deck. Bring the other cards to us. <laughs> we need we need the rest of the set. <laughs> Miscellaneousaurus is great. It gets out like honestly, the play is crazy. Miscellaneousaurus. You get the level one Dirac out. You summon your Alistair. You go into Armades. You play Invocation. You have a Purgatrio. That's turn one. <laughs> That's a perfect turn. That's one. turn one. The that I don't understand why people aren't playing it. Honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's awesome. So that is that, that's that's so good. But like, but yeah, uh, <laughs> go ahead, it's go ahead. great. Sorry. I'm- hey, no worries. Um, yeah, they need to give us something crazy for this new box to make this box as good as uh, Dark Dimension. They really do. Yeah. And I, like, I don't want like, don't don't get us wrong. We're not trying to like break the box and make it like, oh, you guys have unrealistic expectations for what Konami will decide to bring us. It's not that it's unrealistic. I guess it's being an idealist because from a financial perspective, as as Rain has mentioned, people are, gem farming is difficult. It's super difficult. People want to invest their money into something that is going to last them a long time. Yeah. That's the only reason why people spend large amounts of money on everything. Me being a recently new moved out into this new apartment, everything that I've purchased that has been expensive, I've purchased it with the the thought process that I'm going to get my long time's worth of investment. It's the same way when it comes to spending money in card games like Yu-Gi-Oh or anything. You want to that card to be the card that you're putting money towards to last you a long time. Absolutely. So if we can get a box that you can constantly revisit, that, that, that money is not being spent, it's being invested. And that's all I want. Absolutely. A, a standalone box that has everything the Xyz mechanics we need to make decent decks on its own. That's what we need in this box. That's what we got with DSOD. And, you know, I think they saw what they did with with um, uh, the first box coming out of 5Ds. And I think it was a misstep. And I'm hoping that they rectified it with that. And that's how they're going to go coming going forward. Uh, but going forward, yeah. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. That's that's exactly what I was thinking about, too. Because that first box in five, in the 5Ds world, even the first box in GX, it really only gave us like Floodcake Trap Hole as a relevant card. And then everything else faded faded into obscurity like immediately. There was not, no good value from that box. No. Like three months down the line, six months down the line, other than Floodgate Trap Hole. As far as the um, 5D's first box, I think they gave us, like, what, one relevant Blue Eyes card? Yep. And that's it. Like, it was Gen X cards. Um, I believe they gave us uh, X-Sabers, but 
no Gotham's, so I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> we still don't have them. So. We still don't have Gotham's. I don't think we're ever gonna get Gotham's to be completely. <laughs> two, two, boxes, two boxes after that, they they gave us six Sam, which you know you don't give us Gotham's, but you give us you give us six Sam, like yeah, just. Just that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like, give us a like, and, and even with the six Sam's box, that was a box to invest in. But then, like four or five boxes down the line, we got. Uh, I, I have the notes somewhere here, but like eventually, essentially, we got new cards that shined six Sam's slightly. Yep, that box is still a box to invest in because six Sam's was the closest thing we got to a TCG relevant. Um, like deck because it put up negations it put up interruptions and it put out raw damage like all it did one oh that's that's what i'm thinking about further down the line we got cards like uh world legacy clash and and cards like that which are good and and um uh, what's this archetype called that came out of that box uh i'm blanking i'm blanking but yeah we got cards like that that Bolstered, bolstered six Sams, but also there were just new flashy toys to play with that were still good on their own. Absolutely. No, I do believe that uh, we we have to have something good. They definitely need to give us something relevant. They definitely need to give us something that will stand the test of time, at least for a year. That's what Alistair's been around for a year. Invoked, mm-hmm. invoked is like top of the tier list i mean other than witchcrafter but uh like yeah they've proven that, that the, beauty, the beauty oh sorry sorry they've, they've proven in the past that they could fix that and that's that's what i'm hoping yeah and uh the beauty of alistair staying relevant for the whole year is that every time they brought out a new set of cards a new set of toys to play with everyone as the the duelings community has looked straight at the attributes I was like, oh, this is a new archetype that Alistair can be in. Or, oh, I can put Alistair in this as like a, a tech card or something like that. That level of relevancy is what we need. An archetype that, like, of course, of course, this can go along the lines of, like, straddling the lines of how Konami and Duel Links treats engines, which is they literally try to shut down engines as quickly as possible, yeah. which kind of sucks. But, like... I kind of think engines are healthy as as far as deck building goes. If I can look at something and think of, oh, this engine can make this better. As far as deck building, which the like t- all TCGs are deck building games, you sh- deck building should be encouraged, and engines help deck. Building. Absolutely. Just look at the past year. The past year, from Dark Dimension on, we've literally had. Some like pretty great boxes, you know. We've had a few missteps, but like Dark Dimension went to Spear of the Beast, which gave us so many other great cards. Spear of the Beast had had the uh, you know the the what is it the had Winda and and all the uh, the spiritual beasts, uh, ritual beasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then ritual beasts. Then we had Aerial Assault that made Black Wings great. Which, if anybody listening who still want to invest cards for um, XC summoning, Black Wings literally special summon themselves, and all the non-tuners are mostly level four. So easily, for level four toolbox card can be tossed into the extra deck for Black yeah. Wings. Just 
putting yeah. that out there. You'd, you'd have to invest in two separate boxes, but honestly, it's worth the investment. Um, worth the investment. Yeah, Soul of Resurrection, which gave us Shiranui, which Shiranui, yeah, and that's been relevant forever. Absolutely, and like, I think the first kind of misstep was um, the following box. Um, we. I mean, out of that one, we did get uh, Super Heavy Samurais, um, Cyber Dragon Core, which kind of helps Cyber Dragon, uh, some Thunder Dragon stuff. Um, that's where we got the artifacts. Actually, we got the sellers in that set too, which would be more relevant now. Yeah, uh, yeah. they were they weren't relevant, super relevant then, but they're probably about to be. They're about to gain some relevancy. Absolutely, especially if we get stuff. But yeah, from there we got Master Shadow, which gives us ninjas and ninjas is actually really good in rank four um that one also gave us the um the melodious cards which i mean they're not great in exes um yeah that was probably the first they bad box more for them. I, yeah yeah i can agree with you with that yeah but after that i mean judgment for blue eyes stuff so like it honestly it was a good year if we look back compared to previous years so that's what we want for for exes is we want a good year yeah we want a good year even if it starts off a little slow be a box that even if it's a slow like a box that doesn't do anything at the moment it'll do stuff for the rest of the year like I, that's all i want because then it's a good year like even with this year looking back effectively um all those boxes the main boxes that we mentioned like judgment force and and um just the relevant boxes are all boxes that you can go back to and still play the archetypes out of the boxes and still have some relative success it with because they are that good of an art like i'm pretty sure you can still play spiritual beast yeah. um i'm pretty sure you can still play blue eyes yeah. um yeah like those those are boxes that you can still put your gems or put your money into and that's what i want for the XCs era, give us boxes that have archetypes that even past six months after the box is released, I can still go back into that box and still play something relevant. Definitely. Look at Sharon. And it's not like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not like XCs ha doesn't have that like archetypes to do that. We've mentioned Cough Cough Zodiacs, which I don't think we're ever going to get. I hope we're never going to get. But like, we, there's, there's still new like Rika, there's Super Quants, there's uh, uh, Noble Knights that still need their cards. There's, uh, oh man, there's so many uh, Fire Fist, Bougians. There's so many archetypes that, hell, that already exist in the game that can just get their uh, extra deck monsters and actually be bananas yeah. and newer cards that we don't have access to yet that can just last the test of time. Yeah. Bougians. Bougians. That's a deck that did nothing in Duel Links. Yep. They have an honest. <laughs> they have an honest. And I think they haven't, yeah, they have an honest that does nothing. But like, look at Bujin Sukiyomi. Bujin, I think Susanoo, I believe, is one of the Bujin. Yeah, Bujin are, are, uh, are, Amaterasu. These are good cards. They're great cards. And they would make that that one deck relevant that's just sitting there waiting. Yep. <laughs> it's other ones like my my main the, the thing that irks me the most, we have Madolches. Yes. 
we have Madolches. And they do nothing. <laughs> we had two boxes of Madolches. And they do nothing. And they're just missing. You know, they could give us just one Xyz or Madolches. And that deck yeah. would immediately be relevant. Yeah, just give just give us Chakla Alamode. Just that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even the one I was expecting. That, that's the, the last one I would think they would give us. I know. That's why, why I just wanted to, back, touching back on just give us anything. Yeah. <laughs> just give us chocolate out of the mode. Just, yeah, please, just give me just what we need. Just, just go ahead. Queen, Queen Tiramisu honestly is, is good enough. But yeah, yeah. I, uh, so like I said uh, earlier, I was in a tournament. Uh, we, we did uh, a, a big Duel Links Mania. And um, there was basically my team went up against uh, another another podcast team and uh there we were all supposed to bring different decks and essentially we went up against uh, a bunch of burn decks <laughs> <laughs> so we're all we're all running fairly meta relevant or at least like tier tier four to tier one decks on on my team and then they're they're running some tier decks in there but a lot of them were burn decks and the one guy that I finally beat. Um, I got one of the burn decks out of there. Uh, he he said that he's like, oh, you know, Shadow Game is still going to be great, um, even with the Lava Golem, um, with Lava Golem being uh, being changed after this Zexa World comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, about that. that's a big one. Um, and I said, well, if they come out with. Um, because he was he was running um, he was running Shadow Game, I said, well, if they run if if we do Duel Links Mania three, I'll be running uh, I'll be running Medolches because then Shadow Game won't matter because I'll run endless trap hell with <laughs> with Medolches and not have anything in my graveyard. <laughs> you know what's crazy? The first time we got like Medolche uh, pudding sus, I was like, okay, maybe a Medolche Shadow Game deck would be like actually not half. <laughs> And I ran it, and it was pretty yeah. decent, but it's just slow. We got access to Queen Tiramisu, just clearing out our own ex, uh, our own grave, bouncing cards back, putting my opponent's cards in the graveyard, essentially because hand size, and then just burning them yeah. afterwards. Oh man! Yeah, and Medolches just don't stop. That's the thing, right? So it's I uh, I I like I said, I would run an endless trap hell Medolches and never have anything in the grave. So. <laughs> I beat him with Gauki, by the way. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so that was that was the he was taking out my team left or uh, and if anyone wants to watch it, it is on Twitch. Um, it's uh, it's Duel Links Mania Two. It's called on Twitch, anyways. Um, there's uh, a tournament they did for a hundred dollar prize first, and then we were the main event, which I think. You have to basically fast forward. I think it's like eight hours. It's a long one, but yeah, it was our our part of the tournament was about two hours because there was five guys and we had double elimination for each one. But it's a lot of fun. Had some commentary. Uh, the guys who end up losing uh, duel links with the boys, they were drinking and and they were they were doing commentary. So hilarity really did ensue. Um, definitely a good watch if you if you have a couple hours of time and you want to watch something funny and and see these guys just 
slowly fall apart, that's a great show. <laughs> and go check out Doolings with the Boys' podcast as well. Like while you're at it, dude, they're, they're if if you, if you're watching the Doolings Mania and listening to them and find them hilarious, just go check out their podcast. That's them literally all the time. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> wild guys. Um, yeah. definitely, definitely wild guys. Uh, they, they're not PG. So if you're into, you know, a, a, a rating system, I would say they're more of like a 18 a, <laughs> yeah, definitely, I think we, I think we just about resolved the chain link, right? Absolutely. Other than lava golem. I mean, you yeah. want to bring up lava golem. So, Lava Golem does five oh, yeah, damage now, guys. <laughs> Lava Golem is just a kaiju that hits with what burn? Not um, what is it? Uzaki burn? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's still going to be relevant because he gets rid of two monsters on your opponent's field. So you still got to worry about that, especially in tournaments, especially if you duel against the boys. You have to worry about Lava Golem, but he can't beat you right away <laughs> with a thousand burn. And they are changing and editing cards in the future because of that. Um, that's the main thing that, that come out of all this. They're not changing any of the current burn, but new burn they will change. So that scares me because that means we'll be seeing some pretty wild burn damage creatures. Red fusion cards. Oh, <laughs> red eyes. Because every other red eyes fusion card is like burn for 24k <laughs> for 2400 damage. Well, their Xyz as well. Their Xyz is the same thing. Oh yeah, so, black metal, black metal flare. Yep. It burns for 500 for every card they have. Yeah. Yeah. It burns. Oh yeah. It burns chip. The slight 250 chip. Yeah, they well, I mean, they can put it down to like fifty. They they just said they're gonna change the burn amounts. Uh, I'm more worried about Gustav Max and trains. Oh God, I forgot that she's a relevant character. A relevant character. Oh. That's her ace. Gustav Max is three thousand attack. Uh, it's rank ten, two two level ten monsters, and that is terrifying because it does two thousand burn damage every time it detaches. And it has two materials. <laughs> oh, I forgot all about Gustav Max. And she will be out with Train. They're gonna change her. They're gonna change her ace to be the the rank four. That <laughs> if it attacks successfully, it pulls out rank ten for free. <laughs> watch, watch. Yo, you laugh, but I'm, I'm, I bet you they're gonna change it to that rank four. I, I, I can put money on that. Well, I'm not only gonna put money on that, but like I'm pretty sure they're gonna change her to be some abysmally poor ass. Like she'll, she'll, come, <laughs> out. she'll come out and she won't even have trains. She'll have like uh they'll they'll give her something. <laughs> she'll be she'll be a gear gear user. Oh no. Yo, she comes out as her her event. Oh, get the exclusive card. Gear 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 giant egg X. It's like no, no. <laughs> I'm not no, no, I want it. <laughs> Yeah, she's a, she's a, she comes out. She's not even she's not even playing trains or anything. She's playing uh, she's playing Symphonic Warriors. Yeah, oh, hey, she's hey. in a whole different, whole different deck, <laughs> whole different world. Yeah, that that that's what oh, we're man. Do. <laughs> exactly. All right, but yeah, 
the chain the the chain's been resolved i gotta get going it's been real fun um we're gonna get you're gonna be a little bit more consistent with the podcast going forward <laughs> uh yo rain will hold me to it guys if you're listening this far <laughs> rain will hold me to I it i will bug him weekly if it means more chain link for everybody i'll do what i can <laughs> Boy, let's get let's get it going guys peace out all right take care <laughs>